Hi guys, this is Charles with the Barbershop Group. And this is Riley, your co-host. And we're here today to interview Ryan House. okay? And uh, guys, I have to tell you all, uh, as you all know, with the Barbershop Group, we discuss a lot of issues and we are definitely, definitely interested in, uh, in men who uh, have overcome uh, any number of issues and are doing really, really cool things uh, around the country and around the world. And uh, I just, you know, I'm salivating about this interview uh, with uh, with Ryan today because uh, it's just it's something that I I am fascinated uh, by. Uh, I don't know if I've got the guts to do it, but uh, it's a it's a really cool thing that he's into. So we're going to talk to Ryan today about um, about uh, you know some of the things that he does and and kind of some other challenges that he had to overcome in order to get better at what he does. Uh, so Ryan, are you there? Can you hear us? I'm here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, you know what? It's it's good to have you. It's good to have you on. It's it's very good to have you on. So, um, you know, I know that um, that you you've spoken to to me briefly, and I and I knew your story, uh, but you uh, you've also spoken with Riley. And if I'm not mistaken, Riley, um, I, I think you guys have something in common. Is that right? We do. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, Ryan, how much you know about this, but uh, some of my background overlaps with yours with adventure therapy and adventure education. So uh, I'm also, uh, you know, just chomping at the bits to, to hear more about, you know, how you got into that and your, uh, your story with, with uh, what, what you're doing with your business. Sure. Definitely very interesting stuff. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I went to college basically to get uh, an education in adventure. I grew up in Maine, you know, pretty much you step outside in Maine, either in the ocean or in the forest. So you know, it's pretty close to home. And um, I really just wanted to play for a living. So I went to this small <laughs> school and, and uh, it, it was challenging for me because I wasn't a very good student. But after five years in school, I got this degree in adventure education, leadership and adventure therapy. And it's been one of those things that's kind of continually blows my mind to go outside in nature uh, to, to show people the outdoor environment um, mm. and, and and specifically I'm doing it with rock and ice climbing so there's really high risk and reward with it and yes. uh, that that teaches people a lot about themselves and about life so I'm really yes. fortunate be able to do that work yeah no and that's it's just really really uh really cool that um uh, that you're you're doing that i was i was checking out northernvertical.com and i'm just kind of like looking like whoa i don't know if i could do it you know you recently had uh had a video on instagram where you were coaching somebody through through the process of climbing and uh wow man that guy he must really trust you a lot <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah yeah how do you big part how do you develop how do you develop levels of trust with people taking them out there on the mountain like that how do you do that how do i create that how do you create it well i guess there's this sort of underlying sort of knowing if you're you know a potential client that these outfits are gonna keep you safe at least you, mm -hmm. you, you would hope so right <laughs> there's 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 credentialing involved there's a ton of training yeah. Um, without it, you know, insurance companies just wouldn't allow us to do these sorts of things. Yeah. And, um, but you know, like I, I try my best to, to be as confident as, as, uh, that person would need me to be. Yeah. Uh, and to do a really good job of talking about the hazards and the terrain, um, talking about risk and, and, and just sharing my experiences with it. Um, 
teaching them the basic skills they need to keep themselves safe, keep me safe and, and, and how to work together as a team out there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, and I break it down in a, in a progression that's, you know, bite size so people can just kind of digest it and, yeah. and move on. You know, like I, I don't want to challenge anyone too much right off the bat. I see. Yeah. Okay. So Ryan with, I mean, I'm sure we'll get more into exactly what some of those, uh, outfits look like and exactly what you're doing. Um, but you mentioned that confidence, uh, that you really try to bring that confidence with you. Where does, where does that come from? Especially in such a high risk, high reward, uh, scenario, like you're talking about some of these big, you know, climbing ventures that you, that you're going on. A lot of practice, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of muscle memory. I, I mean, I was talking to a friend the other day about, I've been climbing for 18 years. The first five years, I would ask myself, why the bleep am I doing this? You know, like I'm so afraid. I was so afraid, but there is something about me in particular that needed to get through the fear and mm. find control um, in that environment. Uh, not to control the environment, but to to work through the fear and to see what you know it had to teach me. Hmm. That's interesting. Getting through fear. Wow, that's a that's a big concept. That 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 would probably be another uh, podcast all by itself, right? Getting getting through fear um you know i i i um i think when you when you mention getting through through fear um there are so many people who are wow i don't know how this works out but they're afraid of facing fear okay they're fearful they're fearful of fear you know what do you think started to prepare you to even look at the fear and say okay you know what i can't be afraid of the fear there's 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 getting on a mountain but What's, what's the thing that you have to go through before you even get to that point? Can you speak to that at all? Yeah, sure. My experience with it is it's really mindset and you got to just stay as much as you can in the present moment. As far as, as fear goes, a lot of it, at least in my opinion, is, is a matter of perception. Mm. And, you know, I mean, I'll use climbing as the example. I mean, there's so many different types of things that cause fear, but with me with climbing, I would be walking up the trail to a cliff and thinking about all the things that could go wrong yes. before I even got there. Right. You know? So I was allowing fear to grip me before I even needed to grip the environment that I would be glad about. <laughs> and, and I mean, how many of us, you know, in our lives do that, you know? Right, right. Will Smith that. has a fantastic uh, video on YouTube about going skydiving and if you haven't mm. seen it yet i, I think love I that it. will smith that. skydiving yeah. it is yeah brilliant we'll, we'll sort of like that. risk yeah. assessment mm. that's uh that is awesome yeah i'm i'm a huge will smith fan i often say that he's my uh favorite philosopher not oh, just uh, a <laughs> <laughs> actor one of my favorite quotes by him is being realistic is the most commonly traveled road to mediocrity uh <laughs> Good one. But it's, uh, it's interesting. You're talking about, I'm, I'm really curious, Ryan, because it seems like a lot of what you do is, is you're helping, you know, your clients, uh, you know, these people work through their fears and, 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 and being able to instill confidence in them to be able to go on these, these trips. Um, but uh, I'm curious, you know, how do you do that for your, for yourself when you're the one doing it for other people? I did you know, a lot of, a lot of, uh, 
listeners, you know, I don't think they are uh, either, you know, live that close to uh, northeastern uh, New England <laughs> or uh, or Maine, or be, they may might not have, not have access to uh, ice climbing and rock climbing. And for the people that don't have a coach like that, how do they how do you do it for yourself? Um, I mean, if you if you're trying to just address fear, or or you do you mean like fear in a climbing environment? Well, let's 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 tone it down and, and make it as basic as, as we can. So maybe just okay. fear in general. How to work through that? Yeah. Sure, yeah. So, for- I mean, I, I think it's it's about bringing it down to like the the, the the little leap, right? Like, what's one thing? What's a small thing that you you've decided that you're not going to do just because it's a little scary, or maybe it has a little bit of a consequence to it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, take that first little leap, and as like a little training ground for yourself, a little practice. Um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, you know, I still have a lot of stuff going on inside me that creates fear. Um, <laughs> and, and it's, it's every new thing that causes fear. It never really gets easier. Um, mm-hmm. But I think just having continue to do it, maybe it, maybe it does. I don't know. It's an interesting dichotomy, but what I'm working on right now is, um, is this course of this group called daily Ohm. Have you guys heard of daily Ohm? I have heard of daily Ohm. Yes. Yeah. So they have this online course called, uh, uh, healing your inner child talks okay, about yeah. how, okay. you know, at some point in time in the past, there's this like little guy in there that, you know, was, was essentially hurt on some level. And, mm um maybe not physically but you know emotionally or what have you and that that person follows us in our adult life and sometimes reacts and when we're we want to be reacting as a or responding as adults like this little kid comes out and you know really challenges us so my my leap right now has been to sort of like look at that person and just make sure that it's hurt and I, t- you know, I take care of myself better so that I like, have stronger relationships. And yeah. Yeah. Like that, that. That's, that's really important. Like I said, you know, we do a lot of talking to men about, uh, about fear, honestly, um, and trying to encourage men to, uh, to live, uh, to live more, more truer lives, more authentic lives, not running away from, uh, not running away from things that uh, are deep, deep seated within right and and i think if we're honest as men we probably don't like to consider fear as part of our emotion as much as it actually is uh but even when i speak to some of the marriage and family therapists you know they talk about rejection and the the impact that rejection has on men it's huge for us right and uh you you know before the rejection you've got that fear so Fear is an emotion that we men definitely have that we don't like to just confront. We don't like to put it right there in front of us, but, it, but it's real. Um, you know, Ryan, you, you, you talked to me uh, about, you know, just having some deep-seated stuff locked up in you that kind of prevented you from doing some of the things that you wanted to, wanted to do. And I'm curious about those, those things because I know for me, uh, for me, I think one of the things that always leads to my failure is fear. Okay, uh, either it's it, it's it's fear that I, I won't be successful, or fear of what people think, or uh, even maybe fearful of what I might begin to learn about myself. You know, 
Um, but like you talked about cramming emotion, like what, what kind of emotions were you cramming that prevented you from, you know, bettering yourself? Uh, well, I mean, I was definitely experiencing a lot of fear growing up as, as a kid, took that into my adult life. And I think yeah. I found climbing as sort of this gateway to, to, to practice dealing with fear. Yeah. But, uh, you know, largely from the things I experienced growing up, um, definitely a, feeling lonely um, mm -hmm. and um, unable to, um, you know, to, 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 to basically be removed from um, danger, um, mm. extreme conflict. Yeah. Uh, abuse right right and, um, yeah so yeah i mean I, I i grew up in a in a pretty you know dangerous environment that i wasn't mm. able to get out of for you know pretty much my entire childhood so um there's a there's a melting pot of <laughs> yeah emotions there so i hear you I, well it sounds like and, and it's not uncommon even when i was working with uh with young people uh, who came from environments that they could not control uh, a lot of times they would they would then kind of like go in the opposite direction and uh, get involved in some environments where they could control things and and sometimes they were some environments were more healthier than other environments, but underneath it all, you had a person who was trying to say, "Hey, look, I haven't had the opportunity to have control yet, okay or uh, I felt out of control. So this is my attempt at regaining my sanity, you know? Uh, so I'm very, very familiar, um, familiar with that. Um, so, you know, adventure, it, it, it's really adventure therapy and, and it kind of sounds a little bit like, um, uh, a little bit like animal therapy, you know, when I, when I, when I listen to you talk and I know that, uh, it, it's funny. Um, we take a lot of, uh, a lot of kids who were, you know, in the inner city um, around a lot of gang violence or something like that and put them around horses or around skunks or snakes or whatever. And they would literally freak out. They would really freak. Yeah, they would. Really, <laughs> I mean, just lose it. And it's yeah. like, well, wait, it's a dog. Why are you afraid of the dog when there's a guy over there trying to kill everybody? But it's about that, like, it's about control. You know, they have grown accustomed to thinking that they have control in that environment that they have always been in. But once they start to develop, they go, wait a minute, that environment that I was in was not very good for me. And I actually do have control over my interactions with these animals, you know. So uh, there's a, wow, there's a lot, uh, a lot to be said for it, man. So that's pretty, pretty cool. Um, one of the other questions that I, that I, um, that I had for you is that, um, have you, have you always been, uh, in climbing? Was that your career? Is that how you started out or you decided, you know what, I want to kind of divert and jump into what I'm really passionate about. Pretty much been climbing from the start. Yeah. Uh, found it as a, as a like 16, 17 year old, uh, high school. When I was in college, I had some jobs doing adventure therapy stuff with Avarice mm -hmm. Teens for a couple yes. of years, and that was really, really good work. Yeah. Um, that was definitely the first time when I had these, like, these, like, little aha moments about myself. Right. You know, right. the work I had to do as a man. 
but uh, yeah, it's pretty much it's pretty much been climbing almost a hundred percent. That's cool, man. That's that's really cool. That's that's good stuff. That's really good stuff. Ryan, you you talk about um, you know having uh, gone through maybe kind of a rougher um, childhood, and then you made the uh, that transition into into the into a career and into the you know all the climbing that you're doing and you you talk about some of those aha moments i'm wondering i'm wondering if uh those some of those aha moments you know what 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 led up to that you know i don't know if you can give a little bit of uh background story there well i was at school from 2000 to 2004 and i used to climb without ropes for quite a while mm. and which is super dangerous, obviously. And uh, one, one year at the very tail end of my last semester of college, it was like spring break, actually. I went out climbing, uh, did this usual circuit of climbs, like five of them. I knew it really well. I climbed without ropes. The very last, which is the easiest one. And I remember standing at the base of it, like dusk is setting in. And I look up and my intuition says, don't climb this one. And I was like, mm. you know, an invincible 21 year old. And I'm like, you know, screw you. You know, <laughs> it's, it's like the, it's like the bad age was like, you know, get off my, get off my shoulder. And, and I did it anyways. And at the close to the top of the climb, this is at about 40 feet. The, the rock was wet. I couldn't see that from down below. And I was in this position. Uh, it's actually quite comfortable at that point, but I was trying to, wipe off my shoe and i just lost my grip and mm, i fell wow and uh and for me this was this is before cell phones i i didn't tell anyone where i was where i was going there was no one around it was uh it's actually march 17th it was st patrick's day so it was wow. still like in maine it's still it's still winter and uh <laughs> i i fell and i hurt myself pretty badly and i had to crawl about a mile and a half to the road to um you know to, to get myself to safety and you know lying basically in bed for the next three months not being able to finish school thinking about you know that experience the the aha moment was was just to trust myself mm. you know, to listen to, yeah. to pay attention and that i'm ultimately responsible for for myself and my my choices right in my life and at that point, I wasn't doing a good job of that. Mm. A lot of the work that I do with men specifically focuses on listening to their body's wants and needs. Yes. You know, we've got a lot going on up here in our, in our, in our minds and logic and reason is, is, is a great tool. Mm. But if we're not using the intuition as well, we can get ourselves into a lot of trouble. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and ever since I had that aha moment to, to listen to myself, to trust my intuition, it's been a game changer. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's, that's really big that you, that you mentioned that because we just released a podcast uh, this morning uh, with another individual. And we were talking about this very, this very thing. So, um, you know, if you if you call it spirit, if you call it intuition, that 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 thing is, you know what, freaking trust it, okay? Because, <laughs> because it's it, it's real, and uh, and it's there for a uh, 
it's there for a reason. You know, Ryan, you, you asked um, uh, what was some of the premise behind the barbershop group and uh, before, before we got on the, uh, on the show today. Uh, but one of the other things that uh, kind of led to the formation of the barbershop group uh, had a lot to do with my own experiences. Um, being diagnosed with depression uh, as a teenager, uh, being uh, you know molested, sexually molested for about two years of my my adolescence, uh, those kinds of things uh, impacted the work that I wanted to do with the work that I wanted to do with men. Um, I learned in working with young people that guess what, girls aren't the only ones who uh, are sexually abused. And uh, there are a lot of men out there who it's happened to and they never, ever, they never talk about it. In fact, even among men, there's just kind of like this unspoken rule of, hey, guys don't discuss that stuff, right? And so uh, I wanted to use uh, a bit of my own life to... um, to invite other men to to talk about some of those things that maybe society has felt a little bit uncomfortable with, but hey, you know, unless we speak up and, and, and change, society is just going to do the same thing. So that's another reason why the barbershop group uh, group was created. And um, you know, I, I really thank you for for opening up to me with some of the things that we discussed uh, regarding that because I think that it helps. Uh, it helps us kind of start to get in touch with who we really are. Yeah. Uh, I think that a lot of times we tend to, we probably tend to do some stuff based on past experiences. Uh, sometimes we know that it's based on past experiences and, and sometimes we don't. Uh, sometimes it's just kind of like, whatever. Uh, and then we come back around and, and we get in touch with that intuition. So that's really, really cool. Okay. Really I admire cool. you for, for getting this started. That's great, great work. You know, there are a lot of, there are a lot of guys who are, who are catching on. There are a lot of guys who want to see, see men be better. And uh, we at the barbershop group just feel like this is an opportune time that it's, it, it's, we, we got away from being authentic men at, at some point in history. And uh, I don't know when it started or where, but I know that at some point, you know, we changed. And um, sometimes we need to go back and say, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> Who am I really? Who are we really? Uh, because I think that there's a healthier way for us to, uh, to live as men. And so we thank you for, for uh, helping some guys out there. Uh, you know, uh, one day, one day uh, I may end up in Maine and I'll have to, uh, to come out there and, and strap up. So one of the other questions I have for you, you know, I saw the video uh, of you training that guy, he had on a lot of equipment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of equipment. Now, look, I probably weigh about a buck 50. So how much equipment do I have to strap on to go up this mountain with you? Really, really not that much. It's not that uh, much. It's, it's, you know, if it's ice climbing, if it's ice climbing, it's a little bit, little bit heavier, but I mean, okay. if, you step, if you weigh 150, you step on this scale, you probably weigh about 160. Oh, okay. Oh, that's not that not, bad. Not too <laughs> much. Maybe, maybe 165. Okay. But, um, gotcha. It, gotcha. It, you barely, you barely notice it. It's, it's, it's I trivial. See. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, okay. Ryan, just to, uh, to add to some of what Charles was saying, you know, I, 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 I gotta say that I really love when you were talking about <clears throat> just 
trusting yourself and and really creating that intimate relationship with yourself i feel like that, that that's something that you have to do to be able to do uh the work that you're doing to have that trust and, and to follow that intuition uh in those kinds of scenarios and situations and i feel like a lot of guys uh need to do that for their own selves uh in you know it whatever wherever they are at any point in their lives and it's really a kind of a fine line between you know are you listening to that voice and you know how do you know if 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 that's just you being weak uh you know something telling you to hold back pull back maybe you know you wake up oh, i'm too tired to go to the gym this morning or i don't really feel like working or <laughs> you know whatever it is um i'm i'm kind of i'm curious you know where you find that balance and maybe what's what's something you could you know leave leave for some of the listeners some of the the guys out there of of how do you know what the right voice is to listen to? Yeah, that, I think that's something that just takes practice. Um, you know, just being in a being in a relatively comfortable, safe place, something that you know, where you can just sit with yourself and just listen, just simply tune in and listen. Um, one of the things that I started doing that really helped change my life was these different mindfulness practices. Mm -hmm. um, breathing techniques, um, things just like expressing gratitude for things in my life. Like that, that stuff was a really game changer for me. Mm -hmm. Helped me become a little bit healthier too. Yes. Sure. Um, and, uh, you know, I'll just put it on a quick plug. Um, I started health coaching professionally two years ago after I got certified. And, uh, I, I, I kind of had this coaching theory, you know, from, from health coaching, but also some, things from my own personal experience and, uh, and created this thing specifically working with men. I called it mindfulness, exercise, nutrition, you know, acronym for men. Mm -hmm. And those were the three things that I, that I was really focused on, um, uh, that would really help me, you know, change my life for the better. Um, regular mindfulness practices, uh, making sure that I was exercising regularly, uh, but have a good balance with it. Right. Um, Cause I used to over train all the time and just i just would wear out too fast mm. and also just making sure that i was eating you know really healthy food most of the time yeah, yeah. Mostly, mostly so it sounds and, like uh, self-love a lot of like just practicing a lot of self-love and eh? yeah 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 totally interesting yeah <laughs> and and as i started health coaching and working with men like that that those three things were largely effective and it's amazing that you just mentioned self-love because the challenges I was seeing where with these guys were having success was then taking these things, these mindfulness, exercise, nutrition pieces, and actually integrating them into their lifestyle. Yeah. And yeah. and I was like, what is going on here? And then I realized I had the same struggles with mm -hmm. self-love. Yes. Yeah. So I, I created I created this coaching philosophy I call live, love, leave. Live mm -hmm. is the mindfulness, exercise, nutrition. Love is about cultivating compassion. Mm -hmm. empathy and gratitude and leap which i you know mentioned before is just doing those yeah. things um that you know maybe you're not doing that you your intuition says i gotta do this you know yes. i've been working with guys who have you know like in riley's case you know like climbing climbing katahdin amount you mentioned in maine um mm -hmm. something they never thought they'd do i work with guys who you know they they got divorced you know, yeah. after like 18 years boom um I can't do this anymore. I'm not, right. I'm not being true to myself. 
some guys have changed their careers after a long period of time. Those are, these are big leaps. Yes, absolutely. And they're hard to take. And I think when we can have these conversations as men and, you know, get down to who we are at, at the core, you know, and, and build more self-love, I mean, anything is possible. And that's, that's where real confidence comes from, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's really, really good stuff. That's awesome stuff. We are running short on time, guys. You have been listening uh, to us here at the Barbershop Group. And today we have been talking to Ryan House about, uh, about climbing, about self-love, about confidence, about overcoming fear. Uh, all of the things that we know that we men are dealing with, uh, but we, uh, we don't like to acknowledge, okay? And uh, guys, we always say it that the barbershop group is a safe space for uh, you to to uh, to talk about some of the issues that uh, that you're facing. Uh, you're not a stranger here. There's no pretentiousness here. We can be authentic, and uh, we invite you guys to uh, to listen to more of the podcast where we discuss these types of issues. Um, Ryan, I, I definitely thank you for uh, coming on the uh, on the show today. Uh, before you go. I definitely want to make sure that the listeners know uh, that they can follow you at uh, northernvertical.com. You can also follow Ryan at ryanhousehealth.com. Okay, easy to find. And he's also on Instagram at northernvertical. Uh, We'll make sure that uh, we get his information up for you guys so you all can follow him. If you are in the Maine or New Hampshire area, uh, just check him out. It's it's really, really, uh, really awesome uh, what he's got going on. And I know that a lot of us uh, live in fear. And Ryan is just one more example of someone who's coming forward and saying, hey, guess what, guys? We don't have to live that way anymore. So, again, thank you for coming on the show today. Thanks, Charles. Thanks, Riley. Okay. Yeah, thank you. So, guys, uh, if you all enjoyed uh, today's episode, you can go to www.patreon.com backslash the barbershop group and uh, contribute today. Um, you know, uh, your contribution helps us uh, continue to have awesome guests on the show and uh, it helps us with some of the production costs and things like that. And uh, it's all for a good cause. So with having said that, uh, we hope that you all will have a good day and we will talk to you soon. Barbershop Group provides safe spaces for men to discuss issues of well-being and mental health. The Barbershop Group also serves as a resource to the community, providing consultations and public speakers through partnerships with attorneys, mental health professionals, family agencies, religious institutions, and other advocates. In the near future, the Barbershop Group seeks to renovate dilapidated residential and commercial properties in urban areas to create respite shelters for displaced men. We will also host mentorship retreats and workshops for young men and adults to foster growth through our Iron Sharpening Iron and our Rebuilding Men programs. In addition, we host a weekly podcast covering issues of mental health, homelessness, financial literacy, education, and leadership. If you would like to be a guest on our show, please email us at info at Visit our Facebook page, 
or call 313-585-9948 for more information. 